When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. I'm Jake, and I'm joined by Jed. Hello, mate. Hey, mate. You're right. And we're also joined by Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hi, Jake. Hey, boy. Uh, we've dropped Simo after his outburst from last week. Um, <laughs> you know, player power got a bit uh, over the top, so we've had to drop him again. I think all, all the excitement <laughs> from transfer deadline days worn him out. <laughs> yeah, it got him a bit tucking out, bless him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're bringing you our final uh, transfer show of the January window, and it's just a sort of summary and to wrap up any deadline day deals. And there's been quite a few, hasn't there, boys? Um, deadline day was actually quite busy. Um, what would you say would be your sort of standout signings from this one, Jed? Um, standout signing for me, I think, is is Minamino going from Liverpool to Southampton on loan. Uh, I think that that's a really good deal for Southampton. Um, mm. He seems to be the sort of the sort of player that would work well in their system. Hard working, yeah. high pressing. Um, hasn't really had too much of a chance at Liverpool but I mean look at the quality in front of him um, I think that that could be a really good deal for them so that that's the the best deal of the window or the, the deadline day for me um, what what do you think about it mate? Yeah Paul what what do you think about the Minamino deal? <laughs> Don't get me words out then. <laughs> yeah, yeah first of all Jed you took the words right out of my mouth I was going to yeah. pick Minamino as well it's like <laughs> if you're a Southampton fan it's a great deal he seems like such an exciting player. Anytime I've seen him for Liverpool or before that, playing against Liverpool, he's definitely mm. a danger. And then he had, yeah, he scored like a couple of goals against Crystal Palace before Christmas. And then that was it. Didn't hear from him again. Yeah. Um, and now he's gone. I reckon like Liverpool just seem, they just seem so good in the transfer market now. They just know that if he hits a bit of form, they can get a, get a transfer fee from, from anyone really. So yeah, I think it's an exciting deal all around. And obviously, if they want to keep him, there'll be a reason to after like half a season playing well, hopefully for Southampton. Yeah, I'd agree with you, lads. I think um, 
when it first got announced, I was a little bit shocked. I was like, mm, I think I was a bit confused by it, but then I sort of thought about it. And Minamino's not really played a lot of football this season. And like you said, Paul, I think he's been so really exciting when I've seen him play, um, especially against Liverpool. I thought he was he a was standout player. Um, yeah. And I think playing in a side, which are quite similar to Liverpool as well, in that sort of the style of play and the way they set up, and um, I think that will help him. Um I know Southampton wanted him on a permanent, like a buy option at the end of the loan, but Liverpool rejected it. So I think that they're potentially going to see how he gets on at Southampton. Yeah. Um, bring him back and then see how he does. If there's a club that Liverpool could have picked for him to go to, to go and play in the same way that they play and then potentially bring back, I think they'd have picked Southampton. Yeah, um, yeah I think I agree with you there, definitely. As as an attacking player, I think he could be quite useful for Southampton as well, to be honest. In, in their push for, you know, finishing in Europe potentially um, if they can manage that this season I think that he could be really valuable because um, players like Danny Ings have, have had injury problems this season um, Yeah, obviously Shea Adams is, is good but doesn't score every week um, so I think that adding someone else like that into the mix is, is, is only going to be a good thing for them isn't it yeah I was going to say it's good for Ings as well I'd say he's delighted having someone mm. who can provide a few more assists for him um, yeah could be like crucial for them on the run-in getting into Europe and then for Ings even like challenging for the English squad to get in for the Euros yeah um, yeah it seems like a very good deal for Southampton yeah good deal and I'd agree with you both I think that was my sort of standout deal as well we may as well stick with Liverpool they've uh, finally dipped into the market and signed not one but two centre-backs um, to be honest I've not I've not heard a lot about either of them Um Obviously, Ben Davies is one, and uh, Ozan Kabak from Schalke is the other. Um, do you lads know much about him, Jed? I know Ben Davies is from the Championship. That's sort of um, your domain. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, I, I tend to only watch the the best team in the Championship, though. Um, so, <laughs> so um, Norwich. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, unfortunately, none of our centre halves are up for sale. Um, but yeah, he, um, I don't know. I think he he could it could be a good sign, and it could prove to be a good deal for Liverpool because they're not a team that has to defend as often as other teams in the league, um, which yeah. I think will help him. I do wonder whether he's going to have the right ability to to play at, at that the top top level though, because if he was that good, surely a, another team would have gone in for him by now. That's yeah. my general thinking on that on that signing. As I say, I don't really know. I say I don't know too much about him as a player, but I think he's only he's only about twenty five, isn't he? He's still got twenty five. Yeah, so yeah. plenty of, of of years ahead of him in the game, and this could be well, obviously it's a great deal for him to be able to oh, move yeah. to the you know the champions. Um, yeah, I I think that you never know. It could could work out to be a, a master stroke signing, but I think it's more likely just going to fill a gap, and then you know come this time next season, he'll probably be out on loan or would have gone somewhere else. But it's, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, the, other, the other lad, Ozan Kabak, um, again, don't know too much about. Uh, I saw a tweet saying they call him the Turkish wall, um, which could only be a good thing, I guess. <laughs> but, I, guess I guess time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a nickname. What do you think, Paul, about the two new signings? Uh, I think they did a... like. They left it late, and then I think mm. they did reasonably well, given that they left it so late. I think they spent like one and a half million or two million on both of them. Yeah, the deal for Quebec was what one million for a loan, and then eighteen million to buy. Um, I think they were quoted eighteen million, million originally by Schalke, mm. so it's some great business by them. And then 
I think they also kept the news of Matip's injury very uh, quiet. Very quiet, yeah. yeah. That was a savvy and stroke, then, wasn't it? Wait until they get the two signings in and then uh, announce yeah. that everyone else is out for the rest of the season. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> um, yeah I'd agree with you. I think um, the Ben Davies deal, I've heard a lot of people sort of compliment him and say, you know, he's a, he's a solid sort of defender and he's left-footed, which Liverpool don't have at the moment. Um, so he definitely adds some balance to the defence, um, especially if he's playing with someone like Fabinho, someone comfortable on that left-hand side with Andy Robertson can only help. Um, I've heard things like, you know, he's fast and stuff like that for his, for his sort of size. Um, he's quick and he's apparently he's good in sort of the air and in the tackle. So I think for Liverpool, it, you know, it could be a, a very good deal if it works out. And Liverpool have shown that they're not scared to dip into sort of relegated players you know Andy Robertson Shakiri, Wijnaldum were all signed from clubs that were relegated from yeah, the Premier true. League so Liverpool you know they've, they've shown that their business strategy is potentially a good one um, and Kabak again I've heard that he's high, very highly rated in Germany uh, he just unfortunately I think has found himself playing for Schalke who were bottom of the German League uh, but <laughs> yeah. I believe that he's been the standout sort of player in that side and you know it's like anything isn't it you get one standout defender but he can't contribute for the other four <laughs> plus the goalkeeper so. yeah. but I've heard, I've heard yeah. good things about them both um, whether it pans out or not I don't know but like you said Paul I think it was savvy getting them both in for under £5 million I mean especially announcing as well that the other two are out for the rest of the season. Um, I think Liverpool have done really well. And Michael Edwards especially is he's a genius in the transfer market, isn't he? <laughs> do, you, uh, do, you see, yeah. do you see this becoming the new Liverpool centre-back partnership for this season? Quebec and Davis, are they both going to get I see, go straight in? I see, I see one and Fabinho. One of Fabinho. That's what I yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, when Fabinho comes back, it, I see one of them and Fabinho. It gives you a chance to then put Henderson back in midfield where he belongs, doesn't it? So absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's um, definitely the important thing. I think getting Henderson back in the midfield. If they both perform well, I can see them both becoming the starters and Fabinho and Henderson making their way back into midfield. And if that works out, I think it'll be a very good strategy from Liverpool to get them to up to speed as quickly as possible um, and to get both of their midfielders back into midfield. Um, but only time will tell if it works out. Um, but Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp have got a pretty good sort of transfer strategy and it often works out quite well. Um, so we'll just see how that goes really. Moving on, lads, to uh, I think a signing I think it was a bit left field as well was um, Josh King to Everton. Um, no one really, there wasn't really any links. Um, and then sort of deadline day, last few hours, obviously he made the move there. What did you think about that? Yeah, I was a bit surprised about uh, about it, to be honest. I thought that if he hadn't gone in the summer, obviously after they got relegated, um, mm. then he would probably just stay at Bournemouth for a season at least. Um, but I think for Everton, it's a decent deal. I mean, he, he adds a bit of quality to the team up front as well um, in terms of rotation option. I don't think he'll start for them, well, not straight away anyway, but um, mm. it certainly fits in with that sort of type of attacking player that they want. He can drift in yeah. from the wing. He's quick. Uh, he can finish as well when he gets the chance. So, um, yeah, good deal for him. But yeah, like you say, he came a bit out of left field. No one was really really talking about it before it happened. Yeah, it's, it's- I think it's a good option. Oh, sorry. No, go on, mate. Go on. Um, yeah, just a good option to bring off the bench, I think, with Calvert-Lewin, mm. who's kind of having his like his breakthrough season, I guess, in terms of goals anyway, um, in the Premiership. So it's just, if his goals dry up, someone to bring off the bench. 
Um, I saw, yeah, he chose to go to Everton instead of Fulham. Fulham, yeah. So it would have been an excellent signing for Fulham. Like he would have slotted straight in, I'd imagine. <laughs> Probably, and yeah. Instead, they went for Josh Maja. Yeah, improving, yeah. um, improving so it. Definitely got the worst it Premier League level. Worst job. Strange deal, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I think Maja's probably got a goal or two in him, hasn't he, uh, for Fulham? But yeah, you would have, you would ideally, as a Fulham fan, you would rather have seen Josh King come in. Um, Absolutely. But I think as a player, you definitely choose Everton. As you know, why would you want to under Ancelotti? Why would you want to well, go and play for Scott Parker when? Ancelotti's on the table, you know, so <laughs> definitely choose that. But um, it's it's interesting, isn't it, for Everton as well? I think it's they've had a, a decent window in that they've managed to get rid of Chank Tosin, shipped him out on loan somewhere, and, and brought in Josh mm. King. He's a much better sub to bring on than absolutely than Tosin, isn't he? Yeah. In terms of goal threat, so I think that could be a really good deal for them. Yeah, they've signed him on a it's like, it's a six month deal effectively to the end of the season um, with an extent op- option to extend his contract at the end of it. Mm. Um, so I think it's a short it's a short term boost for Everton. Definitely adds a bit of depth to their um, their bench. Like we've been saying um, throughout the season, their bench isn't as strong as it could be. So adding someone of who's you know he's proven in the Premier League, he scored a few goals in the league. So adding someone of that quality to the, the bench is always going to be good. And like you said, Paul as well, Calvert Lewin's goals start to dry up. He's got some pressure now on him to to find his scoring boots again and get firing. Um, I agree. I think it's a it's a good deal. But um, yeah, you, you're going to pick that over Fulham, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry Fulham. <laughs> yeah. uh, Moving on, lads, to the uh, the lads moving on loan from Arsenal. Um, so uh, Joe Willock going to Newcastle um, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles to West Brom. What do you guys think of them deals? Uh, Willock makes more sense for me because mm. he's obviously less established in the first team. Um, we'll go there and you know to Newcastle, add a bit of, of pace in, to the team and, and a bit of creativity in the midfield. I think he's more of a forward-thinking midfielder, isn't he? So yeah. I think that um, that deal makes more sense than Maitland-Niles to West Brom for me, although I think it's a really good signing for West Brom, um, bringing Maitland-Niles in, because he is a, a bit more of a utility player as well. Um, he yeah. can slot in in different positions. I think Big Sam will definitely look to utilise that um, but upon bringing him in. I, I can I can understand why they've decided to let them go as well, because of the signings they've made in the window, like bringing Odegaard in, for example, and, and how yeah. well the other players like Smith Rowe have been performing just they're just above the likes of Willock and Mate and Niles in the pecking order aren't they so I think I can understand why Arsenal have wanted to let them go as well so um be interesting to see how it works out for them though because it's a really good opportunity for two young players to to go out there and and prove themselves at, at clubs that are at you know the, the bottom end of the table yeah Paul what did you think about these deals yeah it's a great deal for Willock I think uh to go up to Newcastle and if Bruce is happy to play him, then yeah, he'll he'll be delighted to get a bit of first team football. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Maitland Niles, I'd say he's just like, what the hell's happened here? <laughs> Playing for England at the start of September, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. He did and get now in the squad. Yeah, ending up in West Brom, having balls booted to his head on the right wing. Like, <laughs> he's probably sickened. I I would be anyway. I don't know what's happened there. That's a weird one because I didn't exactly think he was. I didn't like expect him to be in the England team and then you see him there and then you're like, oh, he must be obviously good. And, mm. and then I saw him in a few of the Europa League games um, and he looked fine, but obviously he just like, he did must have done something wrong or his form fell off a cliff. I do know that, or I heard that Southampton wanted him. So 
I don't think he was given the choice in the end. Arsenal were just like Southampton are <laughs> kind of going for the same position we are. Well, <laughs> Yeah, they'd, yeah. they'd much rather ship him off down to the relegation zone, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I find it. Um, I find the Maitland Niles deal the stranger out of the two because he's a player who's like quite creative and, and likes to get on the ball, and, and he's quite tricky. And I think Southampton would have been phenomenal for him if he'd have gone there. I mean, you know, Hassan Hootel's done a phenomenal job, mm. and that team is very expressive. And like we were saying with Minamino, you know, it's a place where you can go and sort of show yourself effectively. And I think if Maitland-Niles had gone there, that would have been a brilliant deal. I feel like at West Brom, you're going to have this player who's full of like creativeness, and he's just going to be, no, <laughs> he's sitting back and we're defending <laughs> for 90 minutes. And I feel like that's absolutely going to hamper hamper his 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 growth and his his um yeah his I growth really I, I mean i think it's a strange deal I, personally i can see big sam trying to convert him just into a fullback because i know he's played at right back for arsenal um mm. i can i can yeah. honestly see big sam just just trying to stick him in there and and create like you know make a good fullback out of him rather than putting him in the middle and, and being the creativity i mean you never know you know he might be it might become the focal point for for West Brom attacking yeah. wise because they've got yeah they brought in Robert Snodgrass and he's you know very in in the similar mold isn't he in terms of creativity but probably not got yeah. the legs um, that that make the nose has got so you never know but I could equally see Big Sam just shoving him in it right back and going go on just <laughs> stick with stick with your winger all all day and um, yeah. And, and, you know, do a job there for us. But it's, it's definitely a good signing for them, though, because, as you say, he's got, he's got that versatility in him. And, you know, if he does play well, yeah. could potentially work his way back into Arsenal's team, you know, for next season. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, like you say, if they both do well, Arteta's proven that he likes to give young players a game. So if they do well on loan, potentially we'll see them come back next year and that. And Arteta gives them a sort of run in the squad like he's done for Smith Rowe and, and players like that and Saka. Um, but yeah, I think the Willock deal definitely is is the better of the two. Um, so it's quite a quiet window though, wasn't it? There was only 24 um, signings compared to an average of 46 across the last three transfer windows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's been a few factors for that. Um, obviously, the fact that, you know, we're in a global pandemic probably doesn't help. Um <laughs> And a lot of clubs are struggling for money. So I feel like that's why we haven't seen some of the big crazy deals that we're sort of used to seeing in January. Um, but do you think any sides needed to strengthen when they haven't? Sheffield United. Although, yeah. um, <laughs> they Although seem, the comeback is seems to be on the comeback is on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that they could have done with a better goalkeeper, uh, as we've discussed in, in previous shows. Yeah, and yeah, and potentially a striker as well. A new um, team. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if they went in for someone like Josh King, though? I mean, if they'd have chucked money at him, I mean, yeah, him going there would have been a yeah. good signing. But um, other teams that needed to strengthen, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I don't think that any of the big teams needed to. Um, no. I think that they've all sort of got pretty established squads like City and uh, United, Spurs, etc. I think Arsenal did some good business in the window, actually. Um, I don't necessarily think they needed to, but they brought in Matt Ryan from Brighton as a, he's going to be more of a backup keeper, but very, very solid, um, very solid goalkeeper and a good backup option. So that's a really good signing for them. And then obviously they brought Martin Odegaard in as well, who um, will definitely be a good deal for them and and offloading Meza Ozil um, as well. Massive. Deal of the window, that isn't it? Massive. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think uh, they've probably had the best window out of everyone. Um, in terms of other teams that needed to strengthen, I can't really pick many others out, to be fair. 
every team yeah. around the bottom half needs to needs to bring players in though, don't they? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The bottom like bottom five teams would all do with a good striker. Yeah. Um they all have it like they're quite solid all defensively. Um but yeah, they could all obviously have done with a striker, but where you're gonna get that striker, I think with Sheffield United having spent twenty five million on Brewster, <laughs> I can't imagine while they could have gone back and gone like oh, oh, I don't another know. striker. I don't know. I reckon, <laughs> yeah. I reckon he could have anything he wants out of that club at this point. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean uh, that's true. But then over the top half, like West Ham, obviously, with they're kind of relying on Antonio to stay fit. Yeah. Um, he's their danger man at the moment. Uh, but I guess they did bring in Lingard to supplement him or play just behind him anyway. Um, but yeah, other than that, like it didn't seem Liverpool got their centre back. So it didn't really seem like clubs really missed out um, on players. I guess from the players' point of view, I think Deli Ali was one who definitely could have done with moving on yeah that was one and yeah sure that was what i thought was was going to go through i'm a bit surprised it didn't actually um maybe Mourinho still sees him as part of his plans but every, yeah you sort of get the impression that that's not the case when when you look potentially at potentially with teams. with harry kane getting injured that potentially could have oh, put a yeah. hold on that or oh, maybe potentially put yeah. a stop to anything like that from for delhi alley because yeah Obviously, like you, like you both said, you know the links have been there all window. Harry Kane gets injured, the links immediately go away. So mm. I think potentially um, Mourinho is keeping him That's because a good point. you know because yeah. because Harry Kane's now injured. We don't know how long for. But go back to what you said, Paul, about West Ham not signing anyone apart from Lingard. Moyes has come out and said, um, you know, he had money to spend and they were looking actively for a striker to replace Haller. Um, they just basically couldn't find anybody that they wanted. <laughs> um, so we could potentially see in the summer that West Ham go out and potentially spend quite big money on a striker because Moyes has effectively said, I've got the money to burn it. So, you know, if, if anyone catches my eye, I'll sign him. Uh, yeah, I think that that's... It's probably less urgent for West Ham at the moment because even yeah. when Antonio has not been in the team, they have managed to grind these wins out, and they found goals from other areas like Suchek and you know Jared Bowen, yeah, sure. uh, very good yeah. player Ben Rama. They, they, I think they made his deal permanent. Ben Rama permanent deal, um, now, yeah, and and obviously brought Lingard in as well to strengthen. I, I don't think that they needed too too many more attacking options desperately, but yeah, like you say, in the summer potentially they'll go and splash that cash. Um, I do think that. I'm just looking at the table now. I think Leeds probably could have benefited from another defender. Um, more of a somebody a bit more solid at the back, potentially for them. Just, uh, you know, a decent Premier League centre half. Um, no names are springing to mind uh, at the moment. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I feel like they could ben have. Ben Davies? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ben White from Brighton, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh, favourite. Sore point for Leeds, isn't it? Oh, it is, it is, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe they should have gone and uh, gone in for him. Yeah. Splash the cash. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they could probably benefit from a better option there defensively, but then again, I think Bielsa probably has uh, a big say in the transfers at this point. He only yeah, brings in who he wants, doesn't he? So. Um, and he's obviously happy with where they are at the minute. Um, I can't really see any other any other teams making big signings really at this time of year. Um, likes of Palace and Newcastle tend to do all their major business in the summer, don't they? If they do any business at all, Burnley will yeah. just find another player who sounds like a builder. Um, <laughs> Looks like a builder so, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plays like a builder as well. <laughs> Runs his own business, selling skips on the side. Uh, <laughs> Every special. Burnley player, um, and then yeah, like, I don't. 
I, th- I think, like you say, the factors beyond everyone's control have, have really contributed to there being less signings in this window. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the you know the, this new signings, the signings that have gone through, will work out for for their teams, especially the the big you know the bigger name ones. Yeah. Um, like we say, it's been a quiet sort of window, but um, while we're on the subject of the, the January transfer window, who who would you say has been sort of your favourite transfer January transfer window signing of what like it, it can be like outlandish signing that you just think why has that happened or you know someone who was generally really good um, who would you who would you use have what of all of all time of all time oh, oh. <laughs> on the spot <laughs> for me I think the standout ones are uh, Torres to Chelsea because obviously that was a massive thing at the time, wasn't it? And Liverpool, <laughs> that was a panic for very... Andy Carroll. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a very, very big, big move that wasn't it, and a strange, massive, strange replacement. <laughs> yeah, I remember being, I remember being at home when that deal happened actually, and, and it came. It literally, I was watching the TV, and it was like breaking news: Torres moves to Chelsea, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, where's that come from? Um, and then it was sort of ten minutes later. It's like Liverpool sign Andy Carroll, and it was like. What? Like, why? <laughs> like, um, it was a crazy sort of window, wasn't it? That that window in general. Um, but that for me would be sort of a standout uh, signing. But I think signings that have worked out really well with is, is ones like Vidic to Man United, Evra to Man United, Suarez, I think is a massive one for Liverpool. Yeah. He worked out phenomenally, obviously, as we know. Um, but yeah, so just... Didn't, um, Arsenal brought in Aubameyang in January, didn't they? One year. I think so, yeah. Good signing. So. Um, Liverpool signing Stephen Colker as a striker. Um, <laughs> Could have brought him back and played him at centre-half. Do you know what? I believe, uh, I think Stephen Colker tweeted actually, uh, like, yeah, again, I'm ready. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, I'll, lace, I'll get my flight back over. It <laughs> would have been a quite a f- comical deal if that had gone through again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, t- I'm trying to think back about January signings. I don't like... They all just seem to sort of blur into one, don't they? And and then definitely yeah. sort of uh, fade into your memory, into like distant memory. <laughs> but the the biggest one in in history, yeah, definitely Fernando Torres. Incredible deal that was. Yeah, I mean, I think Liverpool well. Liverpool got a great deal for him because his his powers were sort of waning at that point massively. Um, and he, I think he just scored two against Chelsea like a couple of weeks before, and I think Abramovich yeah, was sort yeah, of, yeah, he was sick of him scoring against him, and he's just like, go fucking buy him. <laughs> you know, they, they, um, Chelsea had actually had failed to sign him about three times before then as well. Mm. They tried to sign him before Liverpool got him. Um, yeah, they thought a couple of times, and then I think obviously just it just cracked and thought, fuck it, I'll just throw as much money at him as possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean. For Liverpool, I think it's such a good deal that. Um, but I, obviously, the original plan was Suarez and Torres up front. I mean, what a partnership that potentially could have been. Um, I think we we obviously never know. But for me, if 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 those two are up front together, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's dangerous rather than uh, Torres, uh, Suarez, and Carroll. Uh, that obviously did not do work know, out. Do you know what well. I miss? I miss uh, it's something that's obviously not happened this year, but I miss MLS players moving to the Premier League on loan or moving into Europe on loan in January because they're obviously in the off-season at this, yeah. this time of year. Um, remember Landon Donovan rocking up at Everton? He used to do it every like, year, yeah. didn't he, to Everton? Like, you go every season he used to rock just up for a there, couple of weeks. Beckham was out at AC Milan and you know, yeah. PSG. Like, there, need, there needs to be more of that more of that going on. 
Yeah, I remember Landon Somebody Donald. Somebody go in and bring Bradley Wright Phillips into the Premier League. <laughs> wonder what, get Altidore back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chef United have signed a striker. Oh, it's Josie Altidore. <laughs> oh, do you know, I imagine, imagine the scenes. <laughs> Two Premier League goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd have been that'd have been class. But yeah, Landon Donovan, he always used to sort of turn up at Everton, didn't he? Every every January uh, for like six weeks, and then he'd vanish again back to America. <laughs> it was like what? It was so crazy. Yeah. Robbie Keane did it twice, I think. As yeah, well. Robbie Keane. Yeah, to Villa and West Ham, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He just, Robbie yeah, Keane he played for loads of clubs in the end, didn't he? Kept, <laughs> kept turning up on loan at places for a few weeks, didn't he? And then he just vanish, <laughs> go back to LA Galaxy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, you would, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. can't turn it it's down, just, can you? It's a shame that, uh, that none of that can happen this year. Obviously, with the travel and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I think that's a big reason why. Obviously, we haven't we haven't seen as many deals go through. Is is obviously that travel factor? Um, Danny Drinkwater left Chelsea. He did. That was a very off to Turkey. Yeah, off yeah. to Turkey, isn't he? Yeah. I, I can't yeah, even so. pronounce the the name he's gone. The club's name he's gone to. <laughs> did you um, yeah. actually? Did you see his tweet about uh, when Lampard got the sack? He, oh yeah, he no, tweeted or. Or Instagrammed something, and it was um, him like celebrating uh, <laughs> as Lampard got sacked, and he oh. was like, "Oh, it was just a, it was just a coincidence," and everyone was like, "Yeah." Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was fuming. Yeah. All the Chelsea fans were fuming, but he was like that. Like, it was literally a photo of him celebrating, and then loads of like thumbs up and stuff. It's just like, <laughs> did you see? Um... Wasn't it in a Leicester shirt as well? The, last, I think it was against <laughs> Chelsea as well, wasn't it, or something? It was, it like, was bizarre. Like, yeah. oh dear, <laughs> very random thing. Did to you sort see? Of tweet, like. Did you see Paddy Kenny was was tweeting out pretending that Warnock had brought him in at Middlesbrough? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have surprised me to be honest. I mean, but he must have signed him about ten times. He, um, he tweeted out like an edited picture of Sky Sports <laughs> News, like uh, Warnock goes in for Kenny and then he and then he tweeted out like a photoshopped picture of his head on top of a borough keeper in training <laughs> He's oh, like, ready when you need me gaffer <laughs> that's quality yeah that's quality <laughs> one thing we've uh, we've not actually touched on yet boys is um Diego Costa hasn't gone anywhere in the window that's a very and good point I, I saw a um a rumor that a big six side had had been in contact with him to mm. potentially bring him in. Didn't say which big six side, um, but which one do you think it's more like most likely to be out of those big six teams? Mm. I can't see it being... Oh, Chelsea? Again. Potent- yeah, I potentially see it being Chelsea, to be honest, yeah. but yeah, 100%, I think. I think you can, you can rule out Liverpool, City and United, potentially. Yeah, yeah. he wouldn't go to them. But I could, no I could see him moving to Spurs, though. If they contacted yeah. him. Harry Kane's out, isn't he? So I mean, that's an interesting sort of deal. If that that, mm. that went through, joining Mourinho at Chelsea uh, at Tottenham, that'd be Chelsea fans would be furious, wouldn't they? With that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, potentially go back to Chelsea. I mean, Werner's been terrible this season, hasn't he? He's not been firing at all. Um, it depends, I think, what Tuchel would want. Whether he'd want to sort of rely on. Yeah, I don't sort of. Um, I don't know. I, I can't remember whether when it said that the club had been in contact with him. Um, mm. I'm assuming it was over the last couple of days, though. And after the so. Lampard, he's a free agent, him. isn't he? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I expected there to be a lot more like of a, like rumors surrounding him. Um, yeah, because obviously he's such a good player that you 
you would definitely see a Premier League team going in for him. But oh, absolutely. He's also a handful, isn't he? So whether they, whether everyone's just looked at him and gone, I can't be asked. You know, <laughs> yeah, his off-field antics aren't potentially the best are they at times. Even his on-field antics aren't yeah. exactly um, the greatest. He doesn't sort of cover himself in glory, but on his day, I mean, he's a great striker, isn't he? So exactly, yeah, it would be, be an interesting deal. Could be exactly, especially if it's you know for the rest of the season, we potentially worth a, a good a good bloody gamble as well. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think I think out of the six, Tottenham or Chelsea probably. Um, I'd imagine, but yeah, I'd probably watch this space because you can still sign um, free transfers anyway, can't you? So yeah, maybe we'll see a deal go through eventually. <laughs> yeah, uh, white boys, <laughs> Sheffield. United. Well, yeah, if any team could do with them, imagine that signing. Christ, <laughs> that would be one hell of a deal if he, if Chris Wilder managed to pull that one off. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> yeah, that'd be um, that'd be something indeed. Uh, what, any other business, lads? No, no. Uh, there's no, no, there's nothing else that really springs to mind for me. Yeah, there's not no. not been. It's we we had big plans for this transfer show, but it's sort of fallen flat. Um, <laughs> obviously, due to the lack of signings. Um, so, hopefully, when we come back in the summer um, with the transfer show, it'll be a bit more exciting, um, <laughs> or even random. We kind of like random signings, but there's not really been much of that either. So, yeah. a quiet January, all in all. Um, but a, quite a productive one for a few clubs. Um, so, oh, we've, well, uh, quite a productive one for us as well. We made a signing. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. We've made t- two signings, really, haven't we? Yeah, we've made two signings in January. <laughs> yeah, we've been more productive than many football clubs. Uh, obviously, we signed Paul, and we've just announced on a short-term loan that we signed Billy as well. Um, so hopefully he'll make his debut for us at some point, probably to replace Simo, who's uh, getting a bit too big for his boots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously Paul you've got a new article up on the website as well haven't you yeah yeah I just uh, decided to write one on Jack Harrison wasn't a player I knew much about actually before this season so yeah I just did a bit of research into how he got there basically and yeah it's a good read so if anyone's listening and wants some bedtime reading uh, give it a go it's on the Twitter page it's a very good read it's an interesting story about him as well isn't it yeah 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 I'd I'd agree like you Paul I didn't know I didn't really know much about him Um, it is a great great read and um very very interesting how he got to where he is um doesn't it just shows that you don't have to always go the conventional sort of route do you to get mm. to the top um and he's proven that um but i think we'll leave it there lads quiet january window so a, a sort of quiet podcast almost um so thank you jed no worries mate and thank you paul cheers and uh we'll be back sometime soon um with a premier league preview and review show Uh, so thank you for the listeners out there and cheery bye sports social podcast network it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.